Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Service Hero Toolbox by Safesa. I hope you guys caught that last episode with Giener Osgol. If you didn't, pause this episode right now. Go listen to that one. There's a ton of value, a ton of value on uh, technician development, uh, and you're not going to want to miss it. So, uh, but if you if you've already heard it, then uh, then keep true and keep listening because we have an awesome guest here with us today, Miss Deidre Flynn. The NAFM Executive Vice President joins Nick and I uh, to talk all about NAFM. As most of you, a lot of you know that the uh, the show is coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so we want to get some information on it and uh, and see if we can answer some questions. Welcome to the show, Deidre. Well, thanks, Josh. It's nice to meet you. Nice to be a part of this. Nick, always a pleasure to see you and get to hang out with you for a little bit. Always, my friend. Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. Um, I mentioned to you earlier that this is also a public facing show. So there may be some listeners out there that have no idea what language we're speaking when we say NAFM, right? And uh, so let's kind of uh, get a little overview. Tell us a little bit about NAFM. What is it? Uh, when did it begin? Why? You know, that kind of stuff. So, yes, we live in the world of acronyms, right? And that's not commonplace to everybody else. So, NAFM is the North American Association of Food Equipment Manufacturers. So we have been in existence, we're a trade association that's been in existence since 1948, and our members are manufacturers of commercial restaurant equipment and supplies. And we define supplies as those items that are front of the house and tabletop appliances. So we, we kind of define the industry as those who manufacture small wares, um, dinnerware, glasses, cutlery, serving pieces, middleware, countertop appliances, carts, shelving, that type of thing, and then heavy equipment, ranges, refrigerators, walk-in coolers, freezers that go typically in the back of the house. So we have about 525 member companies of NAFM. We have associate members that provide about 20 associate members that provide some kind of service that a manufacturer would need in eight or nine different categories. So that includes media, it includes export management companies and marketing consultants and um, uh, the, the utility and agency certification agencies. And then NAFM's membership also incorporates affiliate members and affiliate members are those manufacturers who are outside of North America. We are North American in membership, which means Canada and Mexico are included. Um, outside of North America, those are considered affiliate members overall. And there's probably about 20, 25 companies that are typically tied back. They're all selling in North America, and that's what qualifies them to be a member of NAFM also. Um, additionally, NAFM allies with its key channel partner organizations. So NAFM and Cefesa are, are have close ties to each other. Um, service techs are incredibly important to our industry, and they keep the nation's food service outlets running um, and support our members tremendously. Uh, so Cefesa, the distributor organization, FIDA, the manufacturer's rep organization, MOFSI, and the consultant, the food service industry and management consultants organization, FCSI, are the, we call ourselves the five families, that we are all family members together. And those we consider to be channel partners who are allied to NAFM. We, we co-locate and co-host some meetings together. Our leaders always interact as Nick has come into the presidency of, of CEFESA. He'll be interacting with NAFM's president. Um, for the next couple of years uh, actively. So that's a little bit of background on NAFM. The NAFM show, which is coming up in two weeks, 
three weeks, um, two weeks for some of us uh, that are running it, two weeks for those of you who are, three weeks for those of you who are attending. Um, the NAFM show started in 1973. The first show was in Dallas. It had 55,000 square feet of space that was utilized. And, and there were about 300 companies, I think, 250 companies that participated. And to give you a little bit of perspective of how the show has grown, it's an every other year show in odd years. Um, to give you a little bit of perspective of how the show has grown, there are currently for 2023, there are 522 uh, companies in exhibit booths incorporating 315,000 square feet of space. So um, in that very short period of time, considering it's an every other year show, the show has grown tremendously, just like the industry's grown tremendously too. So. So you know how the Apple update had the little ring? Have you seen the ring on the Apple and tells you how many like steps you get in every day? Uh-huh. Seen this? So when I first got the update on my phone and I looked at it, the very first thought that came to mind was like, I'm gonna complete that dad go ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like a loser most of the time when I get home, I'm like you didn't complete your ring or you've almost got it, Nick. And I'm like, well, I gotta get a nap, I'm getting my steps in. <laughs> very true, very true. We do a contest on the staff team running the show. Who do you think is gonna have the highest number today? Of, oh wow, of steps cool. and track it. Oh, look at that. So food equipment and exercise. I love it. Exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. And I, I do, uh, I, and a lot of the listeners here are familiar with the five families. I would like to make a motion to change that to the food equipment, food equipment mafia, if we could. Um, I like that a whole lot better. And it's all about generating that intrigue uh, around the industry, right? Right. So, all right. But that's, that's amazing. I mean, you know, honestly, admittedly, I didn't know all of that about NAFM. I didn't know you guys were around since 1948 and the show being, uh, uh, first show being in 1973. You're absolutely right. It's hasn't been a whole, whole, a uh, lot of time between then and now. And to have that kind of growth is, is unbelievable. Right. So, um, that should tell everybody out there something about, uh, this organization and, uh, and the industry in general. So tell us, Deidre, what's your role specifically uh, within NAFM? So I have the pleasure of basically running the organization. So along with seven colleagues, we represent the NAFM headquarters team. We're headquartered in Chicago. For the NAFM show, uh, we all, we contract with a company called Smith Buckland Associates out of Chicago also. Um, for many years, NAFM was managed by Smith Buckland, an association management firm. And um, my role was incorporated into Smith Buckland. We were uh, the most of the majority of the staff team at NAFM are all Smith Buckland alums. And we contract for show management back with uh, Smith Buckland. So Buffy Levy is our show director. Uh, she has been our show director since 1999 um, overall. And we've got lots of history, lots of longevity on the team overall in terms of how the organization is managed. So my primary role is to interact with the board of directors, run governance, manage programs and services, watch the numbers, watch the budget, um, and then interact with our leadership on how programs and services NAFM supports are offered. And of course, uh, a huge role in industry relations. I also get the pleasure of traveling with the president over their two-year term. And that means that we are participating in industry conferences and trade shows outside of our own to learn more and to understand how manufacturers can continue to work with their partners and their customers to build a better food service environment for food away from home. So basically part-time. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not a whole lot going on. It's kind of in every other thing. <laughs> Believe it or not, the funniest question we get from people at the show, whether or not it's an attendee or even sometimes our own exhibitors and members is, will you be going to the show? And it's like, sometimes we want to say, you know, I haven't decided yet. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go or no, nah, I think I'm going to sit this year out, you know, nice. in comparison. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. And and speaking of sitting this year out, am I correct that because of the pandemic, this is going to be the first show in four years? Mm -hmm. It is. So we were three weeks away from hosting the 21 show when the pandemic led us to have to do otherwise and, and cancel it out. So it's the first time in four years, which has just raise the level of excitement and energy energy across the industry. Everybody is so happy to finally be back together. It's a little bit challenging because none of us can remember what we did in 2019. Um, <laughs> to, to know when we're going through final steps on planning, well, did we do that in 2019? It's like, who knows? That was light years ago. And the world has changed so much since then too, you know, overall. Um, lots of challenges for our members and I'm sure all of your members too. We saw lots of people change over. Some people came, some people left the industry not wanting to to go through another event like 2020 2021 again um so lots of new people coming in but that's also exciting too because it's it's a whole new generation of people are choosing our industry as a great industry for a lifetime career so we're excited to welcome those folks to orlando as well yeah, so I was on a conference call with Heather this morning with some guys from the UK. Actually, one gentleman was in the UK, another one was in Dubai, and the other one was in the Netherlands. And all of them were preparing to, we were making plans for the NAFM show. So. Oh, that's fabulous. Isn't fabulous that cool? to hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, that's the that's the nicest part. What we hear from everybody is I am so excited. Um, we're hearing good things from people who are coming. Um, I can tell you that the early bird registration deadline for attendees ended at 11.59 on Wednesday night. And Wednesday alone, we saw we took in 625 registrations. Wow. Um, so people are, we, we purposely extended it and had it be so close to the show because we know people are making travel plans very differently now than they mm -hmm. did in 2019. You're not planning ahead nearly as much because the world is a different place. So um, we purposely extended that deadline as close as we possibly could before we really needed to start getting ready to switch to on-site overall. But 600 in a day, I think, is a record for us. That's amazing. So what kind of overall turnout are you expecting? We are expecting 20,000 attendees, which is pretty typical for an FM show, equally split between attendees and exhibitors. So our exhibitor number has usually been around 10,000, our attendee number around 10,000 um, as well. And it's tracking exactly towards that. In 2019, people always ask us what that is in comparison to the last show. And 2019 was the largest show NFM's ever had in its history. So we were just about at 22,000 attendees, again, equally split. I don't think we're going to get there in part because the industry's consolidated so much. Um, over the past four years in comparison. But we are right on track with what a typical attendance is at an FM show, always around 20,000. Typical amount of square footage, we're at 315,000 square feet of space um, that will be inhabited by 522 companies. Um, more companies, more space in 19 again, but because that was the largest show NFM's ever had. But everything is showing signs that this is going to be a terrific three days. 
terrific. That's fantastic. And you know what, Nick and I will make a few phone calls. We'll get that record. That's right. <laughs> we know we know some people. I'm I'm good for three if you can handle the the one thousand nine hundred and ninety seven. <laughs> I got you. I, I'm all over it, guys. Don't worry there about you it. Go. No, that's that's wonderful. So, is there anything different uh, this year than in years past? Um, a couple things. We have created an educational theater on the show floor. You know, Neff, over the years, Nefam has moved away from doing lots of off-floor educational sessions, bringing in speakers and that type of thing, because the education at an FM show is really what's on the trade show floor. It's exhibitors sharing information about their latest products, demonstrating their latest products, answering your questions as attendees, and that type of thing. So we've tried not to conflict with that and pull people in too many directions when we really want them spending the quality time um, with our exhibitors. So we've created an on-the-floor theater. Uh, it holds a very limited amount of people. So maybe 30 people or so could, if they wanted to take a break and sit and listen to a session. And we, we've basically created sort of the equivalent of a Today Show studio on the trade show floor. There'll be an anchor desk and some one-on-one -on -one presentations with our anchor and a speaker. There'll be some panel presentations that are led uh, by our anchor and uh, incorporate or or myself or Charlie Serrata, our VP of Technical and Regulatory Affairs. Um, and a couple of very quick, those are not longer than an hour presentations, and some very quick stand-up interviews with some key industry icons to talk about their perception of where the industry is headed and what they've seen at the show that's uh, attractive and interesting and different. We are filming all of those, and they will be posted to the NAFM show app, which is N+. Um, it's now available for the show app is available for download now if you want to get your planning in place. So if you go to the Apple or the Android store, I think Android has a store, right? Being an Apple person, I don't know what Android, how Android people find their apps, um, which is bad. I should know that. But um, if you go to the Apple or Android store and type in Nefum or the Nefum show, N, the letter N plus will come up. That's the little logo on the Nefum show app that you can download and start planning. Um, next week, we'll have the educational sessions loaded in. We've waited until the very last minute to make them as relevant as possible um, for our attendees. But the content will be filmed in that theater and posted onto the app so that if you are busy and don't have a chance to see it but are interested in the topic, you can go back and review um, the information. And as a matter of fact, our very own Mr. Cribb is going to be participating in one of those sessions that will be filmed on Friday, um, when he participates with the leadership from FIDA, MOFSI, FCSI, and NAFM in a where's the industry headed for your segment kind of session that I have the opportunity to moderate. So, Oh, wow. Everybody listening, pause and mark your calendars <laughs> right now because that's going to be a show buster right there. <laughs> exactly. I'll try to behave, Deidre. You know, it really <laughs> is cool, though, that y'all are filming it like that because there's been many times where I've been to shows um, – and you hear this buzz around this really cool segment and it's like, man, you'll just be bummed because you missed it. And now it's really cool that through this app um, that you can go and you can catch that later exactly. when you get back to the hotel room. That's, that's a cool value add. Yeah. You know, we learned there were some things that were good things that came out of the, the lockdown situation. You know, when lockdown happened, we were on the air every day for about four months and then it went to three times a week and then it went to twice a week. And when everybody started to be able to get out in the world again, 
Um, we still did a lot of online education and a lot online webinars, but the attend we always recorded them and posted them because as people got back out on the road, it was hard to participate. When we were on lockdown, everybody had the time to do it because what else were you doing? And there was a way to stay connected and learn what was happening around you that you could then plan and stay connected to your customers and your peers. So that's really the reason why we're limiting the seating in the, in the theater, mm -hmm. but posting it back on because we've, we've learned how to do that. If we can't participate in something now that we're back traveling again, it's easy to go in your own time and have it on in the background as you're doing other things too, but yep. still you get the content. So um, that was a, conscious effort on our part. To, and the app is going to stay open. This is a key point too that's different for the show this year. The app will stay open until um, October of 2024. So we're really encouraging exhibitors to keep their information on the app updated and to provide as much as possible about what's in their booth and what's coming so that uh, our attendees can have a quick and easy reference. So often after the show, we get calls from people saying, oh, I saw a company, they were in the back corner of the yeah. back north corner of the show floor and they had a lot of new stuff and I can't find them to know how to get a hold of them. So the app is gonna stay open through 2024 and then we'll shut it down because by that time the 25 app will be ready to load up. For the oh, that's wild. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for asking that question, Nick, because that's exactly where my my mind was headed to. Out of out of curiosity, how long does it take to plan a show like this? Two years. <laughs> so you're so the show ends and then you get right back to work. Yep. Right back show. on the horse. Yep. Wow. Yep. Two years. So now we've even started our lists of what would we do differently for 2025 already? <laughs> um, yeah, based yeah. on questions that we're getting from people or you know. We've, we've all been doing this for so long that we think the communication is really clear and everybody should know something, but mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to, and just as we've been laughing with people about, I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you what we did in 2019. I don't yeah. remember what I did last week, you know, in comparison, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a great way to look to always continually improve. I think that's what um, has always impressed me most. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with the show for a very long time and um, it's always impressed me that NAFM's always looking at continual improvement, but from the attendee perspective, what does the attendee need that we can provide to them versus what do we need as an exhibitor um, in comparison? And hopefully the two aren't very far apart and you can easily solve both questions or desires or what, uh, whatever, however you want to phrase it to, with that, but um, it's important. Yeah, it's important. no, absolutely. So, so, I'm curious, um, and and depending on how this question is framed, right? This could take us all day. So let's let's try to paraphrase paraphrase it as much as we can. But why would anybody want to attend the NAFM show? You know, whether it be a, a manufacturer or a service provider or a dealer. I'm sure there's probably different answers for each. Mm -hmm. But if we could, you know, what's what's some of the biggest reasons you see? So let, let's break that down in two ways. So why, let's talk about the attendee focus first, because that's really the more, I think, the more important side. So an attendee to the NAFM show, I think the benefits of the NAFM show is, one, it's every other year. It solely focuses on equipment and supplies. So there's not a distraction on a food product, not to condemn or 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 dis 
shows that blend equipment and food by any stretch. But it's it's really the purpose of the show is to focus on that capital investment on equipment and supplies to make an operation hum. Mm -hmm. It's the the principles of these companies, engineers from the from the manufacturing companies, um, key customer service people from the from the manufacturing companies uh, exhibiting all attend this show. So an attendee has the opportunity to talk with the people who are the key decision makers for that manufacturing company and share with them their experience with the product, see what's new, see what's different, um, help them to drive innovation. You know, for many years, uh, NAFM, it's been kind of considered that the product might be new to a company, but not necessarily new to the industry, or how has technology impacted? How has technology changed? And uh, again, another good thing that came out of the pandemic was R&D time. Was it, there was focus on R&D time that wasn't as rushed or wasn't as, um, as challenging to do to keep up with current products versus expanding into new products. And it forced I think companies to adjust products a little bit to meet the change in the marketplace for how food away from home was delivered. So uh, for an attendee, it's all in one place, all at one time. So yes, it's a big show and yes, it's only three days and there's a lot to cover, but it's a real, a real great ROI on the dollars that you would spend to go someplace to be able to see all of that at one point in time and really get some quality time with the people that are going to matter to you. Um, the other part of it is it's the hospitality industry and hospitality is all about high touch and it's all about maintaining those relationships and networking. So a lot of the opportunity to attend, I, I think the value in attending the NAFM show is also to continue those relationships and get to see people. So the, that more than ever this year is a key part of it. People haven't, you haven't seen people except as little boxes on a screen, like we're seeing each other now in comparison for so long that that networking part and that reestablishing of relationships or just reconfirming the value of the relationship is going to be there. Now, the pitch I'll give for the exhibitor is there are, you know, NAFM has some 500 and um, 20 member companies. Uh, there are about 100 NAFA members who don't participate in the show based on how they go to market and what they build and what they create. Um, uh, but I think the advantage for any manufacturer of commercial restaurant equipment and supplies, because the NAFM show is open to NAFM members to exhibit and non-member manufacturers to exhibit as well. The benefit for them is that very thing. We bring in um, 10,000 attendees who are all specifiers and buyers of equipment. So if you're looking to get to that person who has the responsibility for either directly recommending the purchase or purchasing it themselves. They lead that team across all segments of the industry from QSR and, and casual dining to fine dining to prisons and healthcare and cruise ships and hospitals and college and universities and schools and business and industry and corporate cafeterias. You have the opportunity to see a variety of customers who are part of the billion dollar industry that we represent. 
So for an exhibitor to take advantage, again, all in one place, all at one time. And yes, trade shows are costly, but I think NAFM's commitment that capital investment doesn't happen annually, um, oftentimes for companies, that every other year makes sense for planning and, and budgeting purposes. That's one of the reasons why the, the NAFM show takes place when it does now. Originally, back in the early days, the NAFM show used to be sometime between Labor Day and Halloween. And that was a third quarter for many companies that are on a calendar year budgeting cycle was incredibly oh, challenging. Yeah. It was challenging yeah. for schools. Schools open typically in late August and September. It was hard for those people to break away. And then you have all the holidays that happen between Labor Day and Halloween to account for to make sure that you're you are in sync with your customer base and whether or not they'd be able to attend. And we did some focus groups back in the turn of the I guess it would be turn of the century, right? If it was, if we went from the nineties to two thousands, that's turn of the century, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did a lot of focus group work with um, attendee groups and a customer advisory task force to say, what would, when is a better time? And they encouraged us to get out of the third quarter of the year and put the show in the first quarter of the year. Um, they were already done with budgets. Third quarter, they were typically cutting people being able to come to the show because they were trying to meet budgets for that current year. And mm -hmm. even though they were already budgeted and their plans were already done for the new year, they had flexibility to be able to change that or to see something that would help them in their following year planning overall. So that's when the show moved to February in 2009 as a result of that. So wow. I think those are the good reasons why attendees or an exhibitor would want to participate. In the show. I'll tell you something that I admire. There's this theme kind of through everything that you're saying, and it's your your organization's ability to be nimble and to be innovative is really neat. You know, like, hey, like we want to ask people for their feedback, but right. then you're doing something with it. Right. Even turn of the century, you change the time when you do it. And right. Right. Hey, uh, COVID happened. Right. The world's different. So right. we're going to we're going to redo our app and the way that you approach that. And um and even the way where you showcase those things, you know, even if you got 30 seats for people to sit at, I kind of like the optics of if it's a good show and you got 50 people standing up around them, that's cool. That's going to generate some buzz. It's just, yeah. it's, I, I think you guys are doing a great job with the way that you're uh, rolling with the punches, so to speak. Thanks. So, Thanks. I mean, you know, Nick, from your, and Josh, too, from your involvement with Cefesa, we can never ask our members enough questions about what they'd like to see or what they'd like to do. You can never ask your constituents enough questions about what they see and what they want to do. And it's in, you know, I say to our, our leadership all the time, if you ask people, they'll tell you, mm -hmm. they, they might not volunteer to call it in and, and comment. They might be a little bit shy to that, but I guarantee you, if we go out and ask people who you wouldn't normally ask, they'll give you an opinion. They'll tell you. And all you have to do is say from the start, know that I'm taking all of this back and we appreciate every suggestion. It doesn't mean you do everything necessarily, but they got a 50-50 chance. Something that they create is going to end up. Um, and I, I can recall that, you know, the the NAFM party. Um, and that's other things that we should talk about, too, because NAFM is notorious for hosting terrific parties uh, at the mm -hmm. NAFM show. But the NAFM party used to be a very formal, tuxedoed staged event and 10 years before we switched it to the party that it is today 
trade show advisory council committee members and the board started talking about wouldn't it be great if we got rid of the penguin parade and we and we did something that was really what it was supposed to be a way for people to celebrate with each other it took us 10 years but the day we announced that the party was switching that way and that was the first year we did it jimmy buffett was our entertainment actually and uh I called the the committee member who was most vocal about changing it to that to say it took us a while, but we we it took us ten years, but we we took your idea and we moved forward. So um, you can never ask enough, get enough, have enough opportunities to get feedback. It always helps you in future planning. What I took away from that is that you like to party. So <laughs> <laughs> no. That that there's a lot to be said about that. And um, I know that we've got to move to wrap this up soon, but I would like to ask about, you know, the party since you brought it up, uh, right. what's that look like this year? So we, there are two opportunities. The kickoff party is Tuesday evening from six to eight at the Hilton Orlando on the lower level in the outdoor space. Um, that's a quick two hour reception, a great opportunity for people to um, reconnect with folks, uh, music and entertainment and and heavy hors d'oeuvres and food and drink, but still an opportunity for you to go out and have dinner with customers and friends if you so choose to do. Tickets for that are available when you uh, go back to your registration and you can order tickets once you are registered to attend the show. The second party, the NAFM party, is Thursday evening. There are two opportunities to participate in that party. Um it is a, there is a full experience, full party experience ticket. The, that starts at 645. Um, it includes an open bar dinner and uh, entertainment by Brad Paisley. And there is a concert only ticket, which is the bar and the concert. Um, those people with concert only tickets gain access at nine o'clock um, to that party. The theme of the party is welcome to the neighborhood. And we have created um, sort of a block party in the space that the party will be held in. There are 25 companies that have purchased, um, we're calling them executive lounges, but they're really like backyard patios where you can kind of wander through the neighborhood streets of the neighborhood and how it's been decorated and pick up street food along the way and stop at the bar and visit somebody's backyard and um, just have a good time before the concert starts at about 9.15 or so. And um, we're very excited that uh, Brad Paisley has accepted our invitation to come and entertain us. We think it's going to be a great show. Yeah, when he yeah. called me and asked, he was like, Nick, what is NAFM? And I said, right, I <laughs> so. Yeah, I get it, man, because he called me right afterwards and he was like, this is what Nick said. Is this right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it personally. It's uh, honestly, admittedly, this is going to be my very first NAFM show. So I, uh, I'm excited to go and um, uh, it, you're, you're hyping it up pretty good, Deidre. Oh, um, great. So that being said, uh, last, last uh, question with a little bit of meat on it is what is your personal favorite part of the show? Um, my personal favorite is when nine o'clock hits on day one and the doors open and you watch that stream of people coming down. We're on the floor um, so that when the doors open, I can see that stream of people coming down the escalators and know that we are off and running. That is my absolute favorite part. And my, my least favorite part is 
having to stand on the floor at three o'clock as people are exiting and saying thanks for being here and coming because it takes it takes a week to set that show up or four days, five days to set that show up. Um, and it's a beautiful show when it's up. It's hard to believe that it, you could say it's a pretty show, but it is a pretty show. And the equipment's gleaming and the supplies are, are, are gleaming and it's gorgeous. And it gets trashed in two minutes yeah. <laughs> at the close of the show. It's like, oh my God, it's, yeah. it's, that's heartbreaking for me. Um, um, and I can't even begin to think about 25 at that point, even though yeah. I say it took two years and we, you know, we go back and we have a couple of weeks that we kind of just like chill for a little bit and then start up on the next one. It's like, I don't even want to think about 25. Look at what they're doing to this beautiful show. <laughs> but my okay, absolute favorite thing. is when those doors open. Um, that's like, I mean, the kickoff party is fun because you get to see people that you haven't seen for, for two years or four years or whatever. And it's nice to, to regroup and see people there. But my absolute favorite is when the doors open and people That's are on the floor nice. and you see those and you see people kind of rushing to get to the place that they want to go to first. It's like, woohoo, they've got a plan. Um, <laughs> stay out of the way. Fantastic. Really, really great answer to that. Thank you. So just lastly, um, let's let's let everybody know kind of uh, when it is, where it is and how they can get tickets. Absolutely. So um, the NAFM show, February 1 to 3, Wednesday to Friday, um, Orange County Convention Center, Orlando, Florida, www.thenafmshow.org. There is a big orange bubble on that that says register click on that and you can register you can get party tickets um lots of general information once your registration is confirmed you'll get lots of general information shuttles from all major hotels in the nafam block except for the hyatt the rosen center and the hilton which are walking distance connected we are in the north south building so that's the building that's in between the hyatt and the hilton um, and across the street from the Rosen Center. Uh, anything you need to know is on the website in terms of timing or availability. Um, we are excited to welcome you to Orlando. So thanks so much to, to you, Josh, and you, Nick, for letting us chat it up a little bit. And I look forward to seeing you. Josh, I'm so excited that you're. it's first time for you. Um, yeah. I'm excited too. Can't and wait to see. anybody has questions or needs anything when they're at the show, the NAFM booth on the, in the center of the show floor also is where Cefessa will be. So I know we'll see a lot of Nick because Nick is going to be in and out of the Cefessa space. So Cefessa, Fida, FCSI, and Mopsy co-locate in the NAFM booth with NAFM because we are family, as we say. And um, they can find all of us in the, the in and out of the NAFM booth and at center stage. So if anybody has questions or needs to find us, by all means, stop in the NAFM booth and we will come to you and look forward to meeting everybody. Awesome. Nick, did I miss anything? I don't think you did. I'd give another plug for that app right here at the ending. So just make sure you guys yeah. go to that app, like Deidre pointed out earlier. And um Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Uh, Deidre, give Rich my, my best. I'll be looking forward to shaking his hand when we get there. And I will. You're I a will. good family member. I'm, I'm <laughs> There's always one in the family, right? Oh, that's right. I'm probably that guy. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Deidre, thanks so much. I know that your time is incredibly valuable. So thank you for, for spending uh uh, the time with us today to inform uh, not only myself and Nick, but also our audience and the rest of Cefesa as well. So thanks again for coming on the show. Appreciate it.
Looking See forward to seeing you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye.